Welcome back to AFL Bites. I'm Julian Balthazar and this is AFL Round 16, the Bite Series podcast where we try and recap the AFL in under five minutes. There's nine games to get through. We might not make it. Let's get straight into it. Dare Star Night Football saw the Lions prey on the Tigers winning 134 to 53. McCluggage was back in the middle. He dominated with 34 disposals and six marks. He had a lot more centre bounce attendances. Joe Danaher kicked five for the game. Dunkley was subbed out. He had a calf strain. I think it was precautionary. I'm not sure if he makes it to next week. And the fantasy streak of tons is over for Taranto. His first game of the year recording less than 25 touches, and he only scored 80 in fantasy. Bolter and Broad were pretty good in defence for the Tigers, but the Lions were all over the Tigers from start to finish. Friday Night Football was Geelong versus the inaccurate Swans at the SCG. We have a draw, 54 all. You would be tearing your hair out as a Swan supporter watching this game. It wasn't just that they kick 18 behinds, it was the type of shots they missed. Hickey missed sitters right in front of goal, and Robbie Fox in the last quarter hit the post from just outside the goal square. Goulden was once again good for the Swans. He had 26 touches, 9 tackles and 6 marks. Nick Blakey led the game with 29 disposals. Tui for Geelong had 28. And Callum Mills looked pretty good back in the middle. He finished on 85 fantasy, but I know a lot of us coaches are looking at him. Dangerfield was quiet with just 15 touches off 75% game time. The Crows are back to flying high, beating North 138-72 at Adelaide Oval. Isaac Rankin came alive with 5 goals straight. Fogarty had 4. Tex had 3. That is one accurate kick in forward line. Ben Keyes was in the middle once again. He recorded 29 touches, 2 goals, and 132 in fantasy. I think that's 5 good scores in a row. Let's bring him in. Jordan Dawson was big in the middle again. He recorded 132 in fantasy. There's just no stopping him at the moment. Sheasel played midfield for the Kangas. He had 31 touches. And this guy, is he seriously in his first year? Jordan Butts was injured in the first quarter with a head clash. He failed a concussion test. So Lockie Scholl relished his opportunity with 21 touches off 59% game time. The Bulldogs break the bye curse, winning 102-78 against the Dockers at Marble. It was a pretty even game. The lead went back and forth, and Freo found themselves up by two points with 14 minutes to go. But then the Dogs exploded with the next five goals in a row. Norton kicking two in the fourth quarter. Hugo Hagen finishing with four goals. And Liam Henry is one to watch in fantasy for the Dockers. He looks like he's in a new Aaron Hall role. He had 32 touches last week and 33 this week. I'm getting excited watching him. We're just going to monitor him and see if he's worth picking up. For the Dogs, Liberatore and Bontempelli were big again. Hard to say how they split the votes. All right, we move over to the Dacos show yet again. Collingwood destroying Gold Coast 120 to 42. They were up 52 to 4, then 94 to 10 at one point. Nick Dacos finishing on 36 touches, one goal, and 150 fantasy points. Probably another three votes and into heavy Brownlow favourite in his second year. Jamie Elliott kicked five goals, including a goal of the year potential. The Pies played their usual exciting quick football through the middle of the ground. Maynard copped a knee injury in quarter four. Tom Mitchell had another 30 disposals. For the Suns, I want to watch Sam Flanders. He had 27 touches and 6 marks last game with more midfield time. In this game, he had 27 touches and 6 marks. Scoring 94 and 101 in fantasy. But don't jump on just yet. I need to keep watching him. What a game we had at the MCG Saturday night with rainy weather. The Dons take it to the power. Eight lead changes in the match. I thought the Bombers looked like they had the game in the bag, but they had some costly misses in front of goal. In the last quarter, Rosie kicked his third goal to go with 23 touches and probably the three votes, and it looked like the Bombers were buried. But big goals to Langford and Coldwell put them up by two points with just a minute and a half left. In rainy conditions, they had the game all but one. A clearance kick from Nick Martin landed in the hands of Dan Houston, 55 metres from goal, and you all know the rest. Houston backing himself somehow executing what is labelled potentially goal of the year with his 55 metre bomb with a heavy ball to win the game after the siren. Houston also recorded 32 touches and 124 fantasy points. 
The Blues back up their great form against Gold Coast, dominating the Hawks and keeping them goalless in the first half. Their tackling pressure was on fire again, and their midfielders delivered fantastic inside 50 entries to Kerno. What the Blues fans want. Akers was dominant on the wing in the first quarter. I think he had about 11 or 12 touches. The Hawks made a little charge in the third quarter, but they made some costly mistakes trying to play quick football. Sam Frost in particular turned it over a few times. But to their credit, they did try and take the game on in the second half. For the Blues, Chera and Walsh look good again, and I love Doherty's game watching as well. Charlie Curnow and Jack Martin had three goals each. Mackay had two goals, a few easy misses using his snap technique, but the Blues were up comfortably all game, winning 112 to 52. It was a pretty scrappy game with an exciting finish in Alex Springs. Josh Kelly kicking a 60 meter bomb with two minutes left to give the Giants a lead to win 47 to 45 over the Demons. I told you the game was scrappy, that's very low scoring. The Dees kicked five goals 15, stating their inaccurate goal kicking cost them the game. Bailey Fritch was subbed out early with a knee injury in quarter one, which caused him to be subbed out. Jack Viney was huge for the Ds and probably best on ground with 41 touches, 148 fantasy points. Himmelberg was in defence yet again. Our fantasy coaches are loving it. He had 94 of 28 touches. Tom Green had 38 touches for the Giants. To close out the round, as a Saints supporter, we just knew, I'm telling you, we all knew we were nervous all week and we watched it unfold as the Eagles were up 50-18 to 18 at the half with some great pressure, keepings off football and short kicking that tore the Saints apart. Hearn, Withered and Barras Duggan, they were playing kick to kick. Shuey I thought was good in the middle as well after a late change with Tim Kelly being out. And the youngsters Marrick and Hewitt kicked two goals and sparked the Eagles. The Saints started to gel in the third quarter, narrowing the gap after a huge game from Brad Crouch. He had 17 tackles. I thought Mason Wood was solid for the Saints, and surprise, surprise, Mitch Owen comes back into form with four goals. Brad Hill was tackled late, and it looked like he did some bad ligament damage to his knee, but he somehow returned. Hearn and Sinclair finished the game leading on 30 disposals each, whilst Rowan Marshall was huge with 26 touches and some strong marks that helped the Saints maintain their lead. I thought Windager was good as well, but still looked off again, only 87 in fantasy. That brings us to the end of AFL Bites. Last week we had a record number of listens. We appreciate the support and hope that this little summary helps recap the games for everyone. Thank you as always to Footy Live for your continued support. You make it happen. We get it done. We'll see you next week for some more footy fun. I'm Julian Balthazar. This is AFL Bites and we'll see you all soon.